Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network. Everybody, welcome to the show. You know where you are, Expert Talk with me, Tigo. And you know I get excited about entrepreneurs. You know I get excited because I get to bring experts from all over the world to share their message and show you their trailblazing story. But today, today, today we have humanitarian, award-winning, motivational speaker, coach. You just have no idea. You know what? I'll be right back. As a speaker, I've never taken it for granted that I have the opportunity to stand on stages all over the world and share my stories and my passion. For me, the best teachers and mentors are storytellers. I love telling not only my stories, but the stories of my mentors and my teachers. I think I'd be a better spokesperson for Paul Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, really. This <laughs> feels like a basketball. What can I say, the ball head man. Many people have said that they think it's almost silly that someone had to write a book on the topic of being nice. But in today's world, I don't believe there's a more important message than this one. I heard it once said that hairdressers and other beauty professionals go to work every single day with the intention of having fun. Now that's the culture I want to be a part of, which is why I love being the co-founder and dean of Paul Mitchell Schools. I'm not a big reader, but I've always been attracted to successful people and their stories. So the way I've always gained that knowledge was to ask questions from my mentors and heroes. Once I decided to add a microphone to the equation, Mashes was born so everyone could hear their answers. Because of my upbringing with my wonderful parents, giving back, raising money, and making a difference has always been just as important as putting money into my own pocket. We all have power and influence, and I want to be part of those attractive people who use that influence to give back.
yep, yep, yep. He's here. Gwen Claybaugh, motivational expert speaker, co-founder and owner, co-owner of Paul Mitchell Schools, and just one of the coolest dudes on the planet is right here right now. When are you out there? Oh, I'm here. And th thankfully, you called me a cool dude because I'm a uh, I'm 62 years old with a nine-year-old daughter, so I, I need to be cool for a very long time. Oh, yeah, you're super cool, and she's got a great dad. What a lucky little girl. I can imagine the fun you guys must have. We're going to have to have you back on and maybe have her as a guest. Uh, trust me, we wanted a daughter who has a voice and who has an opinion, and guess what? We got one, so I'm there sure she has a lot to say. Awesome. We've got a project coming up later this year that's all about young entrepreneurs, Maybe we should talk to her and have her as a guest. That would be fantastic. But I got to ask you, you know, we've been working on this for a couple of months now and we're finally here. And, you know, I've read some of your stuff. I've got your books. It's, I'm super excited. But I've got to ask you, when we talk about leadership, which is one of your specialties, what side do you fall on the coin? Old school, new school. And what's the difference to you? Tigo, that's a that's a really good question, um, because I think a lot of people still live by that old school culture of leadership, which is that you you dictate, you control, you think it's your job to police your people. And you can ask an audience of a thousand people because I've done this. Uh, how many of you ever worked for somebody like that before? Every hand goes up. And how many of you feel like you wanted to make the company more money? What, what do they say that that people quit jobs? They don't quit companies. They, they, they quit their boss. Uh, in fact, 60 percent of people say that they quit uh, because of the boss. And by the way, Great. it's not it's not the, uh, the the bad people that are quitting. It's, it's the most talented people within an organization. They quit because they know they deserve better. Yeah, I totally understand. But there's a lot of people out there that believes in that old school way and they just feel like they can't be a leader. They can't make, you know, let people grow into better people without being a jerk. So what do you tell them? How do they do that without being a jerk? Because I know I've had a couple of jerks as bosses in my day, too. Well, first of all, leadership is not a title. It's not a position. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. And one of my definitions of leadership is someone who has influence over another human being. And by that definition, all of us are leaders. And so when I talk to people about becoming a better leader, the, the path that I'm on to improve my own leadership skills and my, the own qualities that I have, um, it's, it's all about having that wonderful positive influence. Because if you imagine that if you have 10 employees, you're not just having influence over those 10 people, those 10 people that you work with. Well, those 10 people, they go home and they have spouses, right. they have family members. What if there's five people in their family? times 10 people, that means that you're impacting. If you show up with that old style of leadership where you are a jerk, where you think it's your job just to police and demean people, you're not just impacting those 10 people, those 10 people that you work with, uh, it's those family members as well. And that's a lot of responsibility that's on us. So let's talk about that, you know, because a lot of the people that watch our show, it, they're entrepreneurs, you know, and some of them, this is their second career. This is their third career. And all of us here from motivational speakers, we hear it on television. We go to events and they say, surround yourself with the right people. Get around the right mindset. How do you do that? How do you even know if you have the right people? Maybe you think you're with the right people and they're absolutely not the right ones. First of all, however you define success, whether it's as a parent or as a human being or, or financially in business, 
I don't know one successful person who has achieved that success all on their own. You can watch any awards show. And when they call people to the stage to accept their award, what, what's the speech? Is the speech, I am winning this award tonight because I am brilliant? No, no, it's all about gratitude. I'm standing here because of this person and this person. I, I could have never made this happen without, without these people. And so I'm always asking people, well, who are those people? Who are the people that believe in you? They believe in your vision. They believe in your journey so much that you're attracting the best people and they want to support that vision and that, and that journey. So collaboration is such a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of people are living by that old belief system that if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. And to me, right. that is just like the stupidest advice that somebody could give you because it's, it's so small minded to think that you have to do it yourself. Because collaboration, when you know how to bring out the best and other people, that's when you're going to soar. That's when you're limitless. Because if you are the talent, most talented, smartest person working in your company, in your organization with your entrepreneurial idea, I feel sorry for you. I feel <laughs> sorry for you because, again, you're, you're very, very limited in what you're going to be able to accomplish. Now you're, you know, you're a humanitarian, you're a very successful entrepreneur, you're a motivational speaker. I, I'm going to call you friend for the rest of my life now, Thank but you. I've got to ask you, you know, some people are struggling right now just to open one business, just to control their lives and balance their family life and their business life for one location. You've got 110 locations, which means you're either running around a lot or you have a really, really great staff and team. And how do you get that many people on a global scale like that to kind of get on the same page and flow as one? Again, a great, a great question. One of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams. And the main line, the main message in that movie is build it and they will come. Yes. I truly believe that the, the most talented individuals, the smartest, most passionate, loyal, hardworking, integral people, they want to work with somebody who has those qualities as well. And so you have to be those things. Gandhi said, be the change. And so you have to be that type of person that somebody wants to follow. You will attract those people if that's where you come from in your heart. But again, if you're still living by an old school style of, of leadership, of controlling and policing and manipulating people, then there's no way that you're going to attract wonderful, positive, hardworking, loyal people to come work for you. And, you know, you, you mentioned the word being a jerk. See, yeah. sometimes you might be right because because we can be such a jerk to work with that you're right. Nobody wants to help you out. So you do have to do everything yourself. And, mm -hmm. and you may not be a jerk. But sometimes people can think that you're a jerk. And I believe that we have to own people's perception of us. It's not, it's not enough that we're in a good mood every single day, which is very important as a, as a leader. We set the tone. We set the attitude. We set the pace. It's not enough that we're in a good mood. If people don't know that we're in a good mood, and worse, they have the perception that we're in a bad mood, we have to right. own people's perception of us. I totally get it. I totally get it. We could sit here and talk all day, but I know we got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the be nice philosophy. And, you know, Wynn's going to ask you guys, are you paying your rent? So sit right there. We'll be right back. Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network.
Now, see, when I was a little kid, my mom and dad, especially my dad, would tell me, you be nice out there. Don't embarrass me. Remember, you're a goss. And always remember, I could be standing right behind you. My dad's been gone for quite some years, but I still look over my shoulder when I get a little angry sometimes. Being nice is very important, but it's even more important in your business. Right, right Gwen? Isn't that, isn't that funny why some people think or they do believe that it's important to be nice in your relationships, to be nice in public, but then they don't think that that has any place in the workplace. You know, people have this old school idea that if you're nice at work, then people will walk all over you. Nobody will take you seriously and that you have to be a jerk. You, you can't be nice in the workplace because that's not a strong leadership role. Yeah, totally. And it is very important. I believe it has to be not only for your team or who we call our family here at Melrose, not only for our family, but also for the people you're touching. You know, it's to me, it's my personal opinion. It's not about, you know, the retail price tag because you can get anybody to buy one time. The secret is getting them to come back, going out and tell their friends, going out and tell their other clients that it's a great place to be. The reason when is sitting here today is because Kelly, one of my good, good buddies, Kelly said, do you know when Claybaugh? And I said, no. And he said, oh my God, he'd be great for the show. Well, if I wasn't being nice, if I didn't respect him, if he didn't love being on the show, he wouldn't have referred when to me. So yeah, I totally believe if you want to grow your business, you got to be nice and you also got to pay your rent. Right, when? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh especially with the times that we're in right now, when when consumers have a choice as to how they spend their money and where they spend their money. And of course, people spend their money, they, they use their, their, their mind, they use their mind to make that decision. But I also believe that people spend with their heart. Do I, mm -hmm. do I like you? Do I trust you? And a big part of whether or not a customer is loyal to a company, doesn't matter the product that you're selling, the service that you're selling, a big part of that is that uh, are you giving back? Are you making a difference? Because we can be, all of us are consumers. We consume air, we consume water, we consume trees. Uh, as businesses, we consume the paychecks of our customers who come into our facilities to spend their hard earned money. Well, we also have to be contributors. And I think that you're making reference to that wonderful quote, that service is the rent that we pay for room yes. on this planet. We're, we're all taking up space, we have to pay rent. Yes. And it means way past the holiday season when you donate an extra $5 to your favorite charity. It's way, way past oh, yeah. that. It's <laughs> great that we do that in December during the holidays, but, but yeah. guess what? There are people in the line at soup kitchens in February. And then exactly. in March, what are you going to do in March? Because that's women's history month. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we have um, sex trafficking awareness month. And then we have Meaning there's always, always opportunities for us to be a contributor to our communities in so many different ways. And, and consumers will make that decision. In fact, 85% um, of consumers will choose to decide whether or not they're going to spend money with you based on whether or not you're putting money back out into the community rather than putting it only into your own pocket. Most definitely. Most definitely. And we're in Las Vegas. So in the middle of July, it can be 118 degrees out there. And giving back because we have a humongous, you know, homeless population in Vegas and giving back can mean them not dehydrating out there in that heat trying to survive. So I totally understand what you're saying. I want to ask you, you know, you're an amazing mentor. 
You know, you, you've been on stages all over the world. People look up to you from all over the world. How important is it to have a mentor in your life? And when is it important to get started with a mentor? Like, is there a certain level your business should be at? Or should you get there when you just think it's time for me to go out? That would be yesterday. Yesterday is when you needed to have that mentor in place. Uh, you know, I'm not a big reader. I never went to college, not one day of college. And I, I barely graduated from high school. Uh, apparently, they want you to show up. <laughs> I, I told them I was busy. Um, so how I've always gained my knowledge and my experience as a business leader uh, or just as a human being, as, as a dad, is by asking people questions. And I, I call those people mentors. The people that I want to learn from are people who have had a bit of success in that area of life that I'm trying to have my own personal growth. So if it's about making money, being an entrepreneur, of course, I'm going to try to find successful business owners and entrepreneurs. I humble myself enough to become that student. And I ask people a lot of questions. And uh, whether that's applies to being a better parent. You want to find people who are successful in that role as parents and you humble yourself enough to become a student to those people as well. But, but yeah, and nowadays the, the opportunity, what's available through podcasts, through a show yeah. like yours, Tigo, the opportunities that are available to us right now to find wonderful, incredible mentors who have that passion for giving back and making a difference. Those opportunities yeah. are everywhere. You got to open yourself up and, and humble yourself enough to bring on lots and lots of mentors in all those areas of your life where you're looking for growth. So I've got to ask you, you know, it seems like you jump out of bed and you're a hundred percent on, I'm a humongous Zig Ziglar fan. You know, he said, be up all the time and on when you need to be, or be on all the time and up when you need to be. What has anything ever held you back? Have you ever had a fear that stopped you in your track? Wow, you ask good questions. Um, my, my energy, I don't even mind sharing with you that even my level of happiness does not come naturally to me. To, to some people, happiness and, and good energy comes naturally to them. To me, my whole life, even to this day, it never has. And so I've learned, again, through mentors, I've learned through being a good dad of what it takes for me to, first of all, just to be happy, because that's the, mm -hmm. the greatest gift that we give to other people. Uh, is our own self-esteem, is a gift that we give to the planet, uh, but also just to have really good energy. Uh, again, at 62 years old, my daughter needs a dad who is ready to go and, and ready to keep up with her. I'm, I'm proud to say that I've been the room parent for her uh, classroom every single day, or I'm sorry, every single year from pre-K up until now fourth grade. Um, wow. Oh, by the way, uh, out of all the room parents in the school, I'm the only dad. It's me and a bunch of moms, which makes me want to start drinking again, by the way. I'll just, I'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, I can remember my dad went to one event and the event he went to was because he forgot his house keys and he couldn't get in the house. So he had to come to the school. And, and then my teacher got him and said, well, while you're here, let's go. That was the only right. event he went to. So I'm not surprised. And before I let you out of the hot seat, I do not want Miss Young Claybaugh to say anything to me about why I didn't ask this question. I've got to ask, how did being a dad change your life? Oh, gosh. How, how many hours do you have? Oh, we got to <laughs> The main thing is to, to, to be present. Because I'll tell you, it was during the lockdown, at the beginning of the lockdown. Now, it used to be that I went off to work. My daughter went off to school. So me going off to work is when I would get my work done. Well, now we're all there together in the house. So right. I've got to work, right, while she's doing distance learning at school. 
And so I'm on my phone a lot. She didn't used to see me on my phone a lot because she was gone at school. Right. And she said to me, she said at one time, she said, Daddy, you love your phone more than you love me. Ooh. And now, again, I, I could have gone and said, well, sweetheart, you don't understand. You don't get it. Daddy has to work. We're on a lockdown. No, I needed to own her perception of me. Her perception was that daddy cares more about his phone than he cares about me. And so I had to take that to heart. And I, I learned a valuable lesson, not just with my daughter, but how many times had my employees thought of that about me, that he cares more about his phone than he cares about me. And I need to own that perception. And so um, that's the one thing that I've learned. I, I have to be present. I've got to be present. And so all of us, I think, could could do better to create better boundaries when it comes to uh, the attention that we give to people, especially to our, our children, to our spouse, to the people that mean a lot to us. And especially also, again, message to those entrepreneurs out there. You're trying to attract wonderful, positive, loyal people to your company, to your organization, to your idea. You need to be present for them as well. Oh, I can't think of a better place to stop this episode with you because I hope you'll come back again and come back often. We just touched the surface. You're an amazing man. I want to thank you so much for coming on Expert Talk and spending a few minutes with me. You guys, you have no idea. Thank you so much, sir, for being on the show. Chico, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody, as you saw behind him, go to winclayball.com. Go find out about his books. If he is out there virtually or in person doing events, get a ticket. You will not regret it. This man is amazing. And we're going to have him come back, hopefully often, because there's so much more to learn. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time. Okay.